Welcome back, y'all, to episode 171 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to our show, where we will be exploring some latest trends and innovation in the world of beverage. In this episode, we'll be diving into an exciting topic called the golden age of non-alcoholic beers, wines, and spirits. With more and more people looking into health and more conscious options, the demand of non-alcoholic um, option, the demand of non-alcoholic drinks is on the rise. We'll be looking into the industry. Um, kind of identifying some some of the overarching trends that could be impacting this. What is the value of it? And what is the new terminology of it? So please enjoy the show this evening as we kind of get in and, and we get into it. Just want to start off like kind of with this podcast. Last night, where we're staying at, we're currently here with some family and we, and it was snowing and we saw a phenomenon known as thunder snow. And apparently it only happened six times a year. And it was probably the trippiest thing I've ever seen. I really thought like things were blowing up because there was like red, not red, but there was like blue and green lights happening on the snow. And it was really trippy. But um, yeah, thunder snow. Anyways, so today I'm going to talk about a topic that is pretty interesting and starting to kind of get more traction. And it's a movement known as sober curiosity. Now you might be thinking to yourself, sober curiosity, what does that mean? Um, and it's kind of something where, you know, when I first heard it, I really wasn't that sure because I've never heard it before. And it, it's kind of referring to a term. So sober, sober, <laughs> I swear I'm sober. <laughs> sober curiosity is a term that refers to the growing trend of people who are exposing the benefits of reducing or eliminating their alcohol consumption. This can include individuals who are interested in cutting back on their drinking, as well as those who are considering going completely sober. Sober curiosity are people who are curious about the potential benefits of a sober lifestyle, such as improved health, increased energy, and better mental clarity. And this may be interesting in in experimenting with alcohol-free alternatives, taking, you know, taking a break from drinking. So why am I talking about this? Um, so currently right now I'm in a whole cleanse. I've been doing it for the last 30 days. Eliminating alcohol is one of them. And sober curiosity kind of stuck out of out today whenever I was doing some research because it was a really interesting topic. And, and it's really starting to create a lot of trends. So you know, we kind of like, and by trends, I mean, there's a lot of these non-sober brands that are coming out, I should say non-alcoholic drinks. And it's like, kind of to put this in perspective, you're kind of looking at the market as a whole. So, I mean, I have a few points I want to get into kind of talking about the movement, looking at information and going into it. So let's get into it. So I guess whenever we kind of think about this information, like I was saying before, I just want to put it in perspective. So I don't know how many of people like drink. I've never been around people who drink non-alcoholic drinks. It's either alcohol or no alcohol. There's no middle. And 
you know, I think everyone's like kind of thinks about old duels when everyone, you know, used to drink non-alcoholic beer. I remember one time I worked at Glacier National Park and a lot of people drink there and this gentleman drank old duels and it was the first time I saw it. Well, to put this in perspective now, it's like the rise of non-alcoholic beers is really turning into this crazy lucrative, lucrative market. I mean, it's really changing the, the, the beverage industry. So if we look at non-alcoholic beer sales, they are projected to reach $25 billion by 2025, a significant increase. That's $1.8 billion in 2018. So representing a strategic you know, 14% compound annual growth over this time. So when we look at that, we're like, wow, that is crazy you know, to see this type of trajectory for non-alcoholic drinks. And we can determine that the market's there. And one thing about the United States is whenever we look into it, you know, we know if people will buy it, they will be made. So whenever we look at these products right now, we're looking at around, you know, potentially, you know, you think about Old Duels as the first non-alcoholic beer kind of out in the market, but now we're looking at around 70 different products. There's 74 different spirits. And a lot of it is going into more into the mixology culture of how you make a, a, a drink. And it's really contributing to kind of increases. So with that money, you kind of see the input of, of the increases. But we kind of look at to why. So if we look at why the alcohol co- consumption is kind of going down or better known as um, sober curiosity, which is like, it sounds so much better than I don't want to drink. If like I got a drinking problem, you're like I'm just sober curious. You know, it sounds like it sounds like very um, 2023. I guess I could say I'm sober curious. But if we look at the data, so the data overall of alcohol consumption in the United States is declining. So if we look according of the CDC, the per capita of alcohol consumptions in the United States has declined roughly 2.3 gallons of it says ethanol since 2010 to 2.3 gallons in 2007 additionally a survey from i bet if they looked at you know 2020 like the impact of covid we'd be like there's a surgence of drinking but the number of adults who report drinking in the past month decency decreased 57 percent so we're looking kind of at these numbers where it's indicating what's going on and we think to ourselves you know what to I looked at some questions too about what is the most consumed alcohol. When we look at the most consumed alcohol, I mean, obviously I think it's beer. So if we look at beer, it, it's like it counts for about 50% of the complete purchase. And this is in 22 of alcohol. We look at wine as about 36% and spirits are only made up of 8%. So that's a really small percentage, which I kind of was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised it was beer because I'm like, where's all my people? But they're referring to this age as the golden age. And here's a couple points as to why um, we might be seeing this kind of this overarching trend. So one of the most exciting developments about the non-alcoholic beverage industry is the fact that it's increasing the quality of various options. So gone are the days of this bland, non-alcoholic drink, I just drink old duels kind of thing and wine. Today we are ranging in a whole different aspect of delicious cocktails i've tasted some of them and some of them do have full body some of them are kind of like this flavor and they 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 do provide kind of um 
some releases. Some people are drinking kava, which is a root, and they'll put that into them. But, you know, that's kind of what we're getting at. And, and, and another trend is the fact that it's that's driving this golden age, if you will, of beverages, the rise of health and wellness movement. So that has really picked up in the last couple of years. You think about going on diets, cleanses, you know, everything we hear, you know, within the media too. I think too, when you see Joe Rogan doing like a carnivore diet or we look at even the liver king having some impact on our diet as we're seeing different ways of eating and how that can help our health. You know, we think about eating whole foods, not processed foods. You know, this really contributes into alcohol and breaking it down. So as, as most people become, you know, really more aware of their health, they're going to want more longevity out of their body. And one of the things, unfortunately, that takes that away is drinking alcohol consistently and getting the carcinogens consistently because it's you know the the carcinogen level of alcohol is the equivalent of smoking so we also look at the rise of non-alcoholic beer in the industry as being driven by the growth of the number of people who choose not to, to to drink or be sober curious and this could potentially be religious regions religious reasons and we see this a lot more within the muslim community i don't know how much that is really impacting um the united states but globally for sure i mean i definitely can see that um you know if you go to dubai or anywhere like that or cutter you know you can only buy alcohol in certain places and even you know there's stories you know i heard of of people in jordan you know they smoke hookah they stay up all night drinking tea i interacted with a qatari um diplomat a while back and we just drank tea i don't smoke cigarettes but i was like i smoked a cigarette with them and just kind of talked but there wasn't really that need for alcohol so culturally that that would be it for them and Another trend that's like contributing to this consumption is the development of new technologies. So we're looking at new technologies that can now kind of create these these abilities to to hinder this. And I think too, it's also also piggyback off the 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 brewing craze. If you look like fifteen or two twenty years ago, it's like we didn't have these microbreweries, and microbreweries have popped up. And it's like it's so funny because there was a point where like if we look at Germany. Germany kept winning all these craft beer beer contests in a matter of like five to ten years. You know, the United States is on top of creating the most craft drinks. So, so we're kind of getting in these aspects of talk technologies. But for an example, companies are using technologies that reverse the osmosis and the vacuum um, distillery to create a non-alcoholic beer, and the wines that taste for it is just as good as the alcoholic counterpart. So you. You, you're kind of getting that ability to, to reverse osmosis and having that impact with that drink. Now, I do think once they kind of put in these non-sediments too, like I don't know how much people are drinking like THC beer or something to kind of release the edge. Because I think if I'm drinking, I do like to have a beer or something like that. But And lastly, you know, we're kind of seeing the, the driving demand of the non-alcoholic options in bars and restaurants as a more established offer non-alcoholic options so bars and restaurants are going to be more inclined to offer them too i think because they can make money off of it and they can offer to a new sober curious kind of market and kind of compound that as well so those are some contributing factors to it i do think also with kind of the the legalization of marijuana i would not be surprised if that has some impacts on creating the situation where we, we are getting, um, you know, not as much alcohol consumption, um, especially with, with how things are tied in. So in concluding, 
The boom in the market of non-alcoholic drinks is being driven by a number of factors, including, including the increase in the quality of the various options, the high rise of the health and the wellness movement, growing numbers of people choosing not to drink for personal, for personal reasons, religious reasons, as well as the advancement in technology. There's a lot more, more, um, del more delicious, more suitable palates for non-alcoholic options growing. A growing demand for non-alcoholic options within beers and restaurants. It's clear that this industry is kind of trending upward. We're kind of moving more into the golden age of consumption, more healthy options. So, you know, next time you're out for a drink, you know, I, I suggest maybe trying a non-alcoholic one just to see how it tastes. You know, we're kind of no more in that age of oduls, but we now are in a potential age of sober curiosity. And cheers. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a good one.